You don't look good, Joe. Well, the fridge broke, so I have to eat everything. Hey, welcome to another episode of Dad Shorts, where we talk to a dad about dad things for a short amount of time. That way, you know, you can go about doing your business like being a dad. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other business. But that's that is, I think that's an important part of being a dad. <laughs> it that really is. is. The only time you have to yourself. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the picture, or the, it's a video, I think on TikTok, of like the perfect Father's Day gift? Is and it just an hour on the toilet? Yeah. Like it, it's like, it, it shows the inside of a bathroom, yes. and it's got like a TV set yes. up. It's got a uh-huh. newspaper. It's got snacks. Yes. It's got like everything, and then a note from the wife that just says, take your time. Just spend, live I your best life. That's honestly, wonderful. if I'm in there less than 10 minutes, I feel rushed. Yeah, not, not joking. That's, that's absolutely a fact. Yeah. I, I like it. So we're going to just our guest. Uh, <laughs> as he's, as he's our guest today is Brock Compton. Brock, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you guys for having me. We're excited um, you're here. I am a father of four, um, so I'm often busy with many things. Mm-hmm. What that are, are not my own things. Um, I've got a nine-month-old, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and an eight-year-old. Nice. Yep. And that one counts. of the things you're busy with is listening to our show, right? Like you're Love definitely it. a friend of the show. Exactly. Yeah. I am now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I'm a teacher, so I'm busy with other people's kids all mm-hmm. the time. Um, and just recently, I've become a sixth-grade science teacher, so... Uh, that's about it. I love playing basketball and games and spending time with my kids and family. So. Nice. Brock, uh, where at? Where are you teacher at? I'm a teacher in Joplin, Missouri. Nice. Uh, Brock, we're going to ask you our standard questions we ask every dad. First off, uh, what's your go-to dad outfit? Um, pretty much everything I wear just about 90% of the time is shorts, a comfy t-shirt, and my slides. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to those days when I get to wear some tan khaki shorts <laughs> nice. and a polo tucked in with my belt and my white New Balance shoes. Absolutely. I am, I'm actually hunting down those objects actively. And it's like a, like a joke, but I'm not joking. I really love that outfit, and I look forward to wearing that and making my kids be like, really, that's what you're wearing? Yeah, this are is you? the hero's journey. It's, yes. It's a quest. It's, it is. These are your items. I'm on my like way. Brock, are you a socks with slides or just barefoot slides? Uh, depends on where I'm going. Okay. Most of the if time, you're feeling classy. Exactly. Got to <laughs> class it up sometimes. Um, but normally, probably socks with my slides. Okay, cool. I think that's an important distinction because I feel like that's ultimate dad is socks and slides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, ultimate dad is socks and like tube socks and New Balance, like white New Balance shoes. <laughs> or or Chacos <laughs> with socks. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. dad. Uh, Brock, uh, what's your best dad story? Um, so this one took me a bit to think about because there's so many, but my favorite dad story is... Uh, just poking it. So my daughter and I used to go to something called a daddy daughter dance in Joplin. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and she is the most shy little girl ever. And especially when she was four or five years old, she just didn't want to be around people. Um, but every year we'd go and just time for her and I to get together. And, uh, she would always just kind of shy and like hug me and pretty much stay attached to my leg. Um, so everybody out there dancing and she's just holding on to my leg. And so I'd poke and prod her and tickle her and, Get her to finally, so about an hour later, she'd finally loosen up. And mm. um, then she'd be going off the walls crazy of running around into <laughs> other people and dads and <laughs> holding onto my arms and swinging in circles, making sure we had a radius where nobody else was getting kicked. <laughs> yes. Um, this is your nine-year-old? Yeah, this is our <laughs> soon-to-be nine-year-old. And she uh, always brought this purse with her that was filled with the most random stuff, whether it be Smarties and three tubes of chapstick and her little baby doll that she'd bring with her everywhere. And she never wore a purse any other time except for when we were going to the daddy-daughter dance because it made her look 
fancy. Uh, nice. <laughs> so like half the night I got to carry that around with me because she was too. <laughs> so you could everything. look fancy. Exactly. So yeah. I got to look fancy. Got with it. Her That's good. Yeah. You had some FOMO did, going did on. Did it match your eyes? Yes, it did. <laughs> it was not brown, but it did match. <laughs> it accented. <laughs> the real question is this. At least, did she say that she brought it to feel fancy? Yes. Okay, because my daughter would have 100% said, I brought this because I don't trust you to bring everything you need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you would have remembered it, and so I have a purse of supplies. That's that's accurate. (laughs) Oh, what's your best dad joke? All right. Did you know that the first French fries weren't cooked in France? No. No. They were cooked in Greece. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. That's one I get to share with my students every year, and it takes them a long time because they're like, Greece is a cool place, I guess. Like, do they make fries? <laughs> it takes them a while to understand. Yes, they make fries. Yes. I guess they make fries now. <laughs> oh. oh, that's perfect. Uh, Brock, I think we have time. What's your best advice you'd give to a new dad? Um, teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, that's a good um, one. And while that seems a little cliche, it, it is so important that you work together with your partner, whoever it is, um, and cut yourself some slack because being a new dad is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Many sleepless nights, lack of sleep on top of trying to figure everything out with a newborn or a new child is always a struggle. So definitely cut yourself some slack and um, be present. Um, Take time. Yeah, absolutely. Brock, uh, we'd like to we'd like to go serious. We don't we don't often go serious here uh, on Dad Shores, but uh, we we feel like you're going to bring a perspective that we we absolutely can't. Brock, you are a black dad, and uh, we obviously Scott and I are, are are not black, and we don't feel like we would be the right people, obviously, to speak into some of the issues that uh, black dads are facing. So we would love to just interview you a little bit about that, but you're also a foster parent. Yes, yes, and I am. And I'm a former foster parent. Scott, you're not. You're no, out of this club. We are. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're looking into it, and that's something that Laura and I have talked a lot about. Yeah. Um, so this will be a good, uh, instructive conversation, I think. Yeah. I encourage everybody to look into it. Yeah. Even absolutely. if it's not for you, looking into it is yeah. a big thing. There's yeah. many aspects of it that can be helpful even if you don't choose to foster your own kids so. yeah. but we think you have an uh, interesting perspective and we think uh, your voice is the voice we need to hear so we're going to go serious for a little bit uh, <laughs> we want to ask you just a couple questions first uh, what are some unique challenges of being a black dad um, definitely dealing with people here in southern Missouri mm. um, we've had a few families that uh, don't particularly look to me as a person they want their kids being raised around mm. Um, so definitely navigating those waters makes it a little difficult, um, meeting and doing visits with their parents and things like that makes it kind of awkward sometimes, especially when you can tell their feelings, um, and just the glares, things like that. But outside of that, it's, um, trying to make sure that those, the kids that you have, um, are, sorry, trying to make sure that the kids that you have are, um, Realizing there's more than just one way to live, mm-hmm. whether it be how you grew up with your family or seeing that there's other people and how they live. Um, so not just being black, but also just opening your eyes to other parts of the world in general. Yeah. Um, and so I get to share that with my kids, um, and we have those talks ourselves. Um, and we're very open and we'll do that with more frustrated kids, too, as long as they're of appropriate age. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I've – we knock on social media a lot. Uh, there's a lot of dangers with social media. If you haven't seen the, the pod – or the – um. Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, I yes. highly recommend it. But there's definitely some issues with social media. But one of the things I'm, I'm super happy about with social media is how it's kind of brought down some walls. And we have the ability to kind of see just not just different lifestyles like you're talking about, but but different perspectives and different mm-hmm. point of views. And it really is like I think about how much it's opened our eyes to, you know, different cultures and different ways you yeah. can raise your kids and just different experiences we 
can have as a family. And I think that's just, it's so important. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the things that I'm happy that we have that opportunity for our kids. And I don't think it would have been as, as commonplace without social media. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's one of the few yeah. kind of benefits out, out there, but definitely yeah, not dangerous. Absolutely. I'll slide in and say also there's a Ted talk um, called the danger of a single story. Mm. Um, I encourage anybody to watch. It's all about that singular view you have because of where you're raised or how you're yeah. raised and oh, um, opening yourself up to other ideas that you might not see. Yeah. I want to pivot a little bit to being a foster parent. Um, same question. What are some unique challenges of being a foster parent? Um, definitely just being able to open your home to any and all kids. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things that go on that we don't see, um, in our regular everyday life. So being able to open up our homes to all of the trauma and things that come with those kids, um, and being able to adjust our own family. We have three kids of our own that stay with us all the time, um, and helping them adjust to having a new sibling, um, or siblings for however long we've had between five and two kids at any given moment. So it's always, um, always a change. Um, especially those first few weeks of a new kid coming into our house and touching our toys and, Mm -hmm. um, just being in our space in general, sharing a room, things like that. So, um, definitely unique to have new people in your house when they're accustomed to their own rules, their own things. So Sorry, go ahead. All right. So talk to us a little. Was there a shift? Because you, because as educators, we have we we work with foster foster mm-hmm. children frequently. Yeah. Um. Was there kind of a mental shift, or was there like how how different was that moving from working with them on a school side to like now they're in your home, kind of uh, as part of your family? Um. So there was a definite shift. Um. That from an educator's perspective, we see the things and we work with those parents. Um. But we don't have it all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving to where we have it all the time, we see everything that have to, or that the foster parents have to do on the inside as well as from visits to doctor's appointments, which there's always a ton mm-hmm. of doctor's appointments. Um, and it's just really important to make sure that they still have those family connections and bonds. If their siblings are in other homes or with you, uh, making sure they have that time. Um, so from an educator's perspective, it's, um, just trying to keep them where they're at or trying to keep, uh, education going as best you can even though there's outside issues um and from a foster parent side it's definitely you have all those issues you're trying to tackle as well as trying to keep education going as well because that's a solid way out yeah absolutely cool how many placements have you had more than a dozen yeah um we've been doing it for just over two and a half years um we've had family groups of three a six-year-old and eight-year-old and a 12-year-old and we've had newborns home from the hospital. Um, our youngest daughter is two, um, and she uh, was brought to us 10 days after she was born, and we adopted her this past January. So um, we've been all over the range. We've had anywhere from 13-year-olds to newborns. So, What is, uh, like a lot of people talk about how I could never send them home, and, and you've had quite the spectrum. I know between those placements, you've had kids who you have adopted, but then you mm-hmm. also have kids that you have sent home. Um, what would you say in response to people who are like, uh, well, I couldn't do foster care because I could never, you know, I'd love them too much. I, I wouldn't want to send them home. Yeah. Um, no, that's definitely, that's definitely a difficult aspect of it. Um, but I think we've gone into it knowing that reunification is the most important thing, trying mm-hmm. to keep their family a whole. Um, we know that we're just there to help. Um, and we're there to help as long as they need it until we're told otherwise. And then we have the choice to uh, move them to another family or to adopt them if it comes to that. But our mindset is always we are helping them until they can get whatever they need to right. Um, and it's important for us to keep that in our minds because 
if we get so attached that it's like, no, this is ours, um, it can be much more heartfelt and heartbreaking. And so, um, yeah, this, the baby boy we have now is nine months old. So we've had him for nine months. Yeah. Um, and it will be difficult when he leaves. Um, but this whole time we've been in contact with family and we've been doing visits and things like that. And it definitely opens our eyes to see them working together and trying to build that relationship and, um, get their family back together. So for those of us that haven't fostered before and might be on the fence, uh, with that process, um, are there any other, um, like supportive roles that people can, um, get into to kind of help support the families that are fostering kids? Yeah, definitely. There, um, are many things you could do. One of the best I would say is being a respite Mm -hmm. provider. Um, that's basically almost a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, take care of them for a few hours to a few days. Um, foster parents need a break from their kids sometimes, and um, that would definitely be a big help. Uh, we have a few friends that do respite for us regularly, and um, it allows us to refresh ourselves um, and give them another chance to see other people and other families. So, Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. It's a nice step in the door. Yeah. Um, one last question. What are some things that we as a society, specifically as dads and educators, what can we do to make it easier for new foster parents? What can we do to make it better for new foster parents? Um, definitely, definitely working on and seeing that foster care isn't just ripping families apart. Cause I have a few people that were like, you're taking other people's kids and it's, mm-hmm. it's not that we're doing our best to help them. Um, cause everybody goes through trials and tribulations and definitely being there for them and giving them that assistance is what we're all about. Um, so as a society, we can definitely just do our part in helping out with that as being respite providers or, um, we have friends that are in rest or that do foster care as well. And we provide them dinners every now and then to help mm-hmm. them, um, out like that. So definitely for new families and people like that, um, providing things, donating old clothes. Cause whenever we get new placements, oftentimes they don't come with clothes or anything. Yeah. Um, so definitely getting in contact with families and asking what they need is just a big help. Just that conversation to start it. My wife, we, we did foster care for, uh, eight years and then we ended up our final placement. We ended up adopting, she had cystic fibrosis and it was just too much for us to continue to foster. Uh, and that was right around the time my wife started an organization called fostering hope with another family, uh, Sarah Birch and her husband. And, uh, we, Really, foster care is a passion of ours. Uh, even though we're not doing foster care anymore, uh, we, we try to stay involved with, um, like you mentioned, just, um, you know, bringing meals, uh, running what we call our caring closet, which is a place where families can come and, and shop for clothes as needed. But um, one of the things you mentioned, I think I want to piggyback on is just being proactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was a foster parent, I didn't really want to ask for help. It's almost kind of yeah. like, I, I can do this. I mm-hmm. can do this. And so if you know a foster family, be proactive, yeah. you know, just go, Hey, I'd like to, you know, give you guys a date night out, or I'd like mm-hmm. to, you know, bring a meal. The more proactive you are, the the easier it is, I think, for foster families to accept that help yeah. because otherwise you're going to – it's easy to get, like, uh, stuck in this little hole of I'm overwhelmed with kids and all of yeah. the visits and everything that goes on. But if somebody is is uh, a friend of yours who's in foster care, be proactive. Be like, I'm going yeah. to – you're not going to tell me, no, I'm going to help out. And I think it's, that's a huge thing we can it's do. It's definitely hard to ask for help because I know that we took on being foster parents ourselves. That was on us nobody yeah. else. Um, so it's hard to ask for help knowing that we took it on ourselves, but we've had friends that have reached out and been like, Hey, what can we do for you? Mm-hmm. And it is a giant blessing. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, this is a pretty heavy topic and, and we like, I think it's a good, I think it's a good thing for us to talk about heavy topics yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. But the truth is that uh, we know it's a heavy world and, and you and I especially, 
uh, and Brock, I know you as well. You, uh, we like to find the happy side of things. We are, <laughs> let's enjoy life. And so we're going to kind of transition away from something uh, so serious to something a little bit more fun. Yeah, uh, it is happier. fantasy football season. And now for me, when I yeah. was doing foster care, fantasy football was a huge distraction that definitely took my mind off some of the, mm-hmm. the big issues. And, and we're going to do a couple episodes here in September on fantasy football. Yep, absolutely. And, the and these are going to be like, these are going to be your new favorite fantasy football primers uh, for any season. I am super excited yeah. Yeah, for it's, some of these. It's, There's I'm some, pretty pumped. Like everything we do, we can't just do something normal. It's got a little <laughs> bit of a unique twist. Yes. Uh, the start of any good fantasy football season starts with a draft. Are you, do you guys are involved in any league where they do like an auto draft? Uh, no. That's, yes, I'm not one. a monster. Are you the auto drafter or is there just a guy who auto drafts? A oh. guy who auto drafts. Okay. And it, it is difficult because then you look at your team and you're like, I don't want this. Yes. Like the whole league auto The drafts? whole league. Oh, man, that's rough. Uh, he says it makes it fair for everybody who can't be there. And it, yeah, not a big fan, but no, they're friends of mine, so I let them get away with it, I guess. Well, they are no friends of mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't dance. Your friends don't dance. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can draft if you want to. <laughs> Thank you, we're way off. Anyway. No, the, any good fantasy league has to start with the draft, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I, I get people who also auction. I think that's sign of the same boat. Yeah. I'm more of a draft than an auction. I, yeah. I like the idea of a draft. Um, and any good draft, we know the crux is food. Yep. So we're going to do a fantasy football draft. Yes, sir. Uh, of Sorry, a fantasy <clears throat> football menu draft. So we're going to draft our perfect, well, maybe not a perfect, because I don't know I get everything I want, but our menu. And here's the things, the criteria we have to have. we got to have an hors d'oeuvre, or as I was reminded, an appetizer. <laughs> got to have a main dish. Got to have one salty item, one sweet item, one house, you know, we've got kids, one kid-friendly beverage, and then finally a, a wild card, which can be anything you want. Yep. So uh, we, before the show started, we went through and uh, we let our guest Brock choose the position he wanted to draft in our snake draft. He chose first. Uh, Scott and I then chose a number between one and ten. I won, and I am. I like to go. I like the snake part of the draft. So I chose third because that means I'm going to get third and fourth pick. Okay. So Scott, that means you're stuck. And you're with going second. with like fried snake. That's your pick. Have right. you ever had fried snake? It's actually really good. No. Is that actually a thing? Yeah, I've had fried rattlesnake, and it's. Like, it was, like, a fish consistency. Like, the, the texture is real flaky. It's real good, though. Huh. I would definitely eat it again. Where were you at that you were eating fried steak? Oklahoma. Let's oh, be honest. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. so you eating fried rattlesnake? <laughs> Oklahoma. I had my dad, though. Uh, he was a minister, and the guy in our church was a, a game warden, and we did get a bunch of weird foods. I've had elk, alligator, yep. uh, snapper, uh, like the, what's the sailfish, a swordfish. Uh, like, all sorts of weird things, because it, it was down in Florida. It was crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Funny story, I've got a friend who was going through the extra duty stipends here mm-hmm. in the district and all that kind of stuff and saw game supervision <laughs> and 100% thought that it was a game warden type yeah. of position. So, like, Sign we're paying people up. to watch the chickens? Like, what is what is this? No, it's football that's, games. That's, like, that's, basketball that's games. That's wild game. Yeah, that's, it's not wild oh. game. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. All right, Brock, you... Hold on, I gotta, I gotta get my timer so we don't go way over. Uh, Brock, you are up. What is is your first choice with the first pick of the fantasy draft menu draft brock drafts texas roadhouse rolls oh uh, and that is your that is my order okay or for the less fancy appetizer okay that's a good that's a good one too i think if you roll it you're getting the cinnamon butter right oh yeah have to 
That's solid. That's, That's solid. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Fantasy Draft... Oh, that's what we're doing. Uh, my yep. second pick overall. Stop it! I'm I'm in my head. Uh, I don't like. I don't want to go too early. I got my sleeper picks. Uh-huh, I got yeah. tiers of food. Like uh-huh. it's a thing. I'm gonna go uh, deep dish pizza for my main course. Okay, so that's a good one. Uh, Are you have a no, specific spot you're getting from? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to Old Chicago and get some uh, Chicago okay. deep dish pizza for this draft, so that uh, maybe uh, get some positive vibes going okay, toward so my. Okay, so here's the question. First ruling: Is pizza now off the board? Yes. So no other pizza is available. All pizza is off the board. All right. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) And I'm saying that. I I, I guess I'm the one saying that having just picked pizza. (laughs) No, I would have have said the same thing. I think pizza's off the board. You specified deep dish, but I think all pizza's off the board. And rolls are off the board. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like Hawaiian rolls, like the Mm. rolls are off the board. Yeah. I'm going draft Coca-Cola. Like not in a bottle, not in a can, not in a bottle. Draft Coca Cola. Bringing a keg of Coke. Yeah. Okay. With <laughs> yeah, with the carbonation <laughs> machine. If I'm going ultimate draft, okay. I want actual draft. Like I want you to be able to walk up there, and be like, cherry Coke, full, fresh from the draft machine. Yeah, that's okay. what I want. So I want so, draft. And Coca-Cola. you're saying Coke in the singular form, not Coke as in all encompassing of the soda. I say. Coke with any flavors, like raspberry Coke, like, you know, the thing but you the got. Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. like that. Coca-Cola. Got it. I okay. think Coke is off yeah. there. You can All choose Coke Sprite, right? but Coca-Cola is off. Got I it. want draft okay. Coca-Cola. Perfect. Uh, I also say any forms of Coke are off there, so you can't take, like, Diet Coke in a soda. Yeah, but, like, Caffeine not in a soda free. bottle. Like, oh, you can't gotcha. take aluminum Coke soda bottle, or Camp's Coke. It's out. Okay. Got any it. forms of Coke, but also any way you would drink your Coke. Got it. Out. Okay. Got it. Okay. For my next one, I'm going to choose... Um, I'm going to choose smoked brisket and pulled pork. Like just when you go to a, a like Ooh. a restaurant and you get, you know, brisket pork. That's a solid pick. So I want smoked uh, brisket and pork. It's a solid pick and that's going to stick with you for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, for my second pick overall, I'm going to go with my salty uh, snack here. I'm going to go with chips and salsa. I should have, chips. that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to just clarify. That was my main dish, by the way. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Brisket's a main dish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bro. All right. So then question, chips or chips still open? Chips, I, I would say still are. Yeah. This is, this is not tortilla. Salsa. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. chips and salsa or like, yeah, like tortilla chips and salsa. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I think is also, yeah. Brock, you got two picks in a row. All right. For the sixth pick in the fantasy draft menu draft. We need the do 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 We are going to take... Steak and potatoes. Oh my goodness! Goodness gracious! You are bringing out the big guns. Wow! What is that? Is that? That's like that's like Jerome Bettis. That's the Jerome Bettis. <laughs> that is. Just, it's like it's like a big piece of meat that moves kind of slow, Madden but does. like introduction. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I want some Japanese wagyu steak. Five, <laughs> five. I guess. <laughs> Nobody drafts past the third round in Brock's draft. They're all just too full. <laughs> Got like steak in their mouth. I don't even care. <laughs> Give me the third string running back from Jacksonville. <laughs> the steak is great. That's fantastic. That's how he wins. <laughs> bigger girl Aren't you going to eat your steak, Brock? No. No. <laughs> you enjoy it. All right. You got another pick, Brock. All right. And with the seventh pick, I'm going to go with an Arnold Palmer. Ooh. A little bit sweet. A little bit of an Arnold okay. Palmer yeah. right there. That's good. All right, that's a good pick. All right, for my hors d'oeuvres, 
Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, let's go with Little Smokies. Uh, that's what I'm going with on mine. I that's thought I choice. could get that in the next round. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's a good pick. That's a what solid happens. pick. Here's the question. Are <laughs> you going to bacon wrap Little Smokies? Because you've got Little Smokies I've got Little Smokies. Nobody so can take them. Are you bacon wrapping I'm gonna these I'm going to bacon puppies? wrap smoke them. Okay. I, like, if I'm not making them, and I'm yeah. just because ha- I'm yeah. not going to take the time to make them. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take a long time. But yes. A little bit yeah. of brown sugar and bacon. Oh, so good. So, yeah, so good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, I'm going to go my dessert. And for my dessert, I'm doing a Great American Company cookie cake. Okay. Okay. So chocolate chip cookie cake? Yeah. Okay. That cookie cake is so underrated. It is it's delicious. Though. I have a Not problem a... with you calling it a cake. <clears throat> That's what it's called. The Great American Cookie Cake. I know, but it's really just a large cookie. Great. Can, can you, you just call, call it whatever it you want? Abnormally... I'm just calling call it, it what, what it they call it. It's an abnormally large cookie. An amazing cookie, though. Agreed. I'm not a big fan of the icing, though. I love hmm. the cookie. I love the something icing. About, something about just being a large cookie makes it better than a regular cookie. I agree. I agree. But it's because it doesn't cook all the way too. through. Mm-hmm. Now, the, it's the, so chewy. Yes. The, the mm-hmm. frosting is good in small, like, small, small doses. Small portions, Whenever yes. they have, like, it's like three times as large as the cookie, yes. then it's, I'm out. Mm. All right, you got another pick. Yeah, I do have another pick. I'm going to go with um, quesadillas as my appetizer, but I want them to be pulled pork quesadillas. <laughs> So uh, there's a theme. Yes. We got Team Barbecue yes. over here. Yep. <laughs> mine, mine, is, mine is Team Hodgepodge. Uh, but mine is built for championships. Let's so hear that's it. all I'm what's saying. Your, what's your uh, pick? For my sweets, I think cause you guys both have your drinks, so I can wait on that one. That's the kicker of the league. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with my sweet. And okay. I'm going to go with just like fresh homemade snickerdoodles. All right, that's a good one. Yeah, Ragsdale, Ragsdale uh, Snickerdoodles are the, the bomb diggity right there. You do love Snickerdoodles. We've oh, talked wow. about it being his favorite cookie before. All right, yeah. Brock, two picks in a row. But, like, homemade. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I'm not, not saying a Snickerdoodle yeah. is an amazing cookie. Right. I'm not going to, like, Walmart and getting the, like, pre packaged right, yeah, Snickerdoodles. No. Like, these mm-hmm. are... Those are just kind of basic. So yeah. I'm hoping that yours are better, because... Um, <laughs> we're going to have this draft. <laughs> Brock so. thinks you just reached in a pick right there, but... <laughs> That's a bold move, Cotton. You just uh, <laughs> let's see if it pays off. Travis Etienne in the second round. What? <laughs> All right, Brock, your turn. All right, you get two in a row. <clears throat> let's go. I'm gonna pick up my sweet right now, and we're gonna go with Skittles. Okay, I had that on the list. Okay. Skittles. Yes, grab and go. I yes. think that's great. That's a great Portable, pick. Easy. Yes. Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. Very portable. It's fruity. Yeah. Yeah, that's an underrated. I had Sour Patch Kids for my sweet. Marshawn if Lynch I didn't approved. take, yes, yes. <laughs> if I didn't take cookie cake, I was going, I was going sweet uh, sour patch kids. That's good. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. your second one, Brock? Uh, my next pick is going to be potato chips. Just, just any, some just potato chips? ruffles, potato chips. Oh, ruffles, ruffles. Okay, okay. specifically we... ruffles overlays. Okay, and like I like just the plain. wings, like original yep. ruffles, potato plain, chips. okay, wavy. Okay. Yes, all right. I okay. like it. It's a strong pick. Your turn, Ragsdale. Uh, I'm gonna go with my wild card. I'm no. gonna go with pretzel nuggets. No! <laughs> no! Oh, I thought for sure I had pretzel nuggets in the fifth round. No, sir. Oh, that was my salty. <laughs> no! And you are correct. You are acting salty. Oh! Plenty of salt there. My yeah, whole draft are. strategy is gone now. <laughs> You oh. said that your draft strategy was like the linchpin was pretzel nuggets. It, you know, you know what <laughs> it was? It was themed. It was back. like a German brisket style, like 
you could do everything with a little mustard and barbecue sauce. Okay, like that was that's, my. That's fair. Yeah. I want to know what you're going to do to fill that hole. Mm-hmm. Your roster's mm-hmm. looking a little pretty, pretty weak there now. I got to hold on. I got to write down pretzel nuggets. <laughs> you mean the soft pretzel nuggets or the ones in the. I. I mean, whatever pretzel nuggets you mean, that's what I mean. I want you to define. Are you talking about like the bag of sourdough, or are you talking about fresh baked? I take all pretzel nuggets. That's all. I like, think it's pretty encompassing. It's there. pretty all encompassing. <sighs> some of you buy in a bag, and some of you buy fresh. <laughs> it's like snickerdoodles. You can't pick another snickerdoodle just because one snickerdoodle is better. Fine. Okay. Um, for my salty, I'm going one that is incredibly high in sodium. And is amazing. Just a, a table shaker of salt. <laughs> Pizza rolls. Oh yeah, yeah okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, Pizza rolls, that's solid. They are so high and so. Now the problem I have with this is it does not go with my theme. Nope, it doesn't. And I'm very upset about that. <laughs> you know what? It's not. It's not pretzel nuggets, but it definitely fills that gap in your roster. It definitely fills that gap. <laughs> It'll get the job done. So, you, know, you, wanna, like getting, you wanna say like it's barbecue like getting Frank frisket. Gore in like the eighth round or something? You're like, it's not what I was looking for, but oh, I can just get Frank Gore. It'll last um, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They never go bad. They, nope. They never uh, go bad. All right, for my wild card, I'm choosing uh chicken wings. Um Okay. I don't have any other wild card. I've thrown my draft strategy out now. No, that's solid. It's a great pick. Yeah, it's, yeah. A great it's, pick. it's getting value for where value is at. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. took chicken wings I, in the third in the sixth round. Yeah, quite frankly, I think that, that it, you gotta you gotta steal right there. I got a great pick. It's not what I wanted. I was very theme oriented for the first four picks and then now I'm yeah. I'm just out of but I I think I have a great draft still. I feel like Brock would have taken uh taken that. Um, but he took steak. Like yes. that, was, that was it. Like I feel like chicken wings are like the natural, like the ADP on chicken wings. Oh is yeah, like, like one hundred and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe a first mm-hmm. first round pick right there. Yeah, my pick here is going to go with if I'm going to appeal to the masses and I'm going to win this. No, league. changing the strategy. Uh, no, I don't want to change my strategy. I'm just going to go with things I like. I'm going to go with ginger ale. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, you needed a drink. Ginger it's a nice. Ale. It's a nice palate cleanser. Yeah, and a sweet palate. Wasn't cleanser. on my radar, but he'll. It's all right. Yeah, sleeper. I think, yeah. yeah, no one's sleeping big for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Brock get a lot, of, a lot of red zone touches there. <laughs> <laughs> Brock, finish out our, our draft here. What do you got? What's your last pick? Uh, this is my wild card. Yep. And this is I have a lot of debate on this pick. Um, but my wild card is just going to be fried chicken. Okay. All right. Fried chicken. Now, yeah. does that work? Is that Since okay? I took wings. Since you took wings. I'm not talking little wings. Right, I'm yeah. talking you're talking, just yeah, like you're a talking like KFC, somebody brought a bucket, a bucket of KFC. KFC. I think that's completely yes. different than wings. Okay. Yeah. Is that I acceptable? Mean, I'm good with it. I'm just I'm yeah. clarifying here. Yeah. Different I, universe. Like, I think it's a different university. Same position, different university. Yeah. When you're choosing <laughs> okay. wings, yeah. the sauce is important. That's true. When yep. you're choosing, you know, a bucket of fried chicken, you want, you know, a crispy skin. I think that's completely different. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think. That. Yeah. I okay. agree. I agree. Yeah. Chicken's not up. Fried just wanted chicken. to clarify. I didn't yes. want any any uh, people listening to this show yeah, to yeah. like, you know, guess your strat- yeah, guess right, your strategy yeah. here. Let's go with that, Brock. You took uh, Texas Roadhouse rolls, steak and potatoes, and Arnold Palmer to drink Skittles, Ruffles potato chips, and fried chicken. Yes. Scott, you've got deep dish pizza from Old Chicago, chips and salsa, Little Smokies, bacon wrapped, snickerdoodles, pretzel nuggets, <laughs> ginger ale. I took a draft Coca-Cola, a smoked brisket and pulled pork, a Great American Cookie Company, pulled pork quesadillas, pizza rolls, and chicken wings. Love it. That's actually really solid. I... I... Oh. I want this to happen. Like, I'm feeling like yeah. this is the AFC right now. There's just solid teams all throughout. 
<laughs> no one knows how this is going to go this season. <laughs> there is not oh. a Chicago team in sight. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> so here's what you can do. Uh, find us on our Facebook page, uh, Dad Shorts Podcast on Facebook, and then we're going to put these these three teams, these menus out. Uh, you can choose the one you like the best. We'll put a poll out for you guys to vote on the one that you would want at your fantasy draft. Um, also, you can find us at... Uh, Email us, sorry, at uh, dadshortspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can find us uh, wherever you find your podcast. You found us now, but yep. we'd love a like. A like Congratulations, rate by the way. Yeah, for the like, hottest rising for new right. podcast about dads in Southwest Missouri. I think I can confidently say that. Yeah. I, we, yes. Yep. I don't we know of any won. others. Yeah, we've cornered the market on dad podcasts in Southwest Missouri. Yeah. Being new. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, uh, all of the good things you can do. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're going to try to put some content out on Twitter and TikTok here as well, Instagram, all that other good stuff. So social medias. Uh, we'd love your support. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Later. Later.